0: Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible
1: Conference. Today we're going to be in Zechariah chapter 13. You remember yesterday in Zechariah 12, God promised to give salvation to his people And not just physical protection from their enemies, but spiritual enlightenment that would cause them to see the one whom they pierced, the one who they rejected as he really is, and to mourn over that and to have a spiritual awakening that would lead them to knowledge, the one who was pierced as who he says he is. So we continue in chapter 13. It says, On that day there shall be a fountain open for the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and uncleanness. Now, you remember with these prophecies. There's multiple fulfillments. There's multiple applications. And so there's a portion of this that is looking forward to when Jesus Christ comes and the gospel message is preached. And then there's a portion of this or a part of this or a degree to which this is referring to the end of days. And so Remember with me a hymn that is called There is a Fountain Filled with Blood. Here's the first the first stanza of that hymn. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Lose all their guilty stains, lose all their guilty stains, their guilty stains and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. This hymn captures in part what this fountain is. It's a fountain that will cleanse people from their sin and uncleanness. And this fountain is the gospel. It's the forgiveness and the righteousness that comes by faith in those in Christ for those who trust him. Verse 2, and on that day declares the Lord of hosts, I will cut off the names of idols in the land so that they shall be remembered no more. And I also will remove from the land prophets and spirit of uncleanness. And if anyone again prophesies, his father and mother who bore him will say, you shall not live, for you speak lies in the name of the Lord. And his father and mother who bore him shall pierce him through when he prophesies. Now, this isn't talking about true prophets, good prophets like Zechariah and Isaiah, Jeremiah. This is referring to false prophets. Two of Israel's major sins were idolatry worshiping false gods and false prophecy. So what Zechariah is saying here, what God is saying through Zechariah is that when this gospel message is preached, when this fountain that cleanses people from their sin is made known, it's going to clean things up and idolatry will be gone and false prophecy will be gone. And you might think, gosh, that's pretty harsh that even a mother and father would want to kill their son for false prophecy. This is very much in line with the heart of God and with his statutes as they were described in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 20. Here's what it says. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall be die. And so there's going to be an awakening or an enlightenment among these people who are viewing the one whom they pierced as he really is, who are benefiting from this fountain that cleanses them from sin, which roots out idolatry and roots out false prophecy. They're going to be so committed to this that even if it's their son who is a false prophet, they're going to demand justice and an end to that false prophecy. On that day, every prophet will be ashamed of his vision when he prophesies. We're talking about false prophets. He will not put on a hairy cloak in order to deceive, but he will, in other words, remember Ezekiel or Elijah wore a hairy cloak, and so other prophets who came after him, false prophets, tried to kind of dress the part to fool people. They're not even going to try to fool people, but he will say, I am no prophet. I'm a worker of the soil. In other words, I'm not a prophet. I'm I'm a farmer. Uh, A man sold me in my youth. Uh, Don't, don't, accuse me of being a prophet because I want nothing to do with that because now in this era where people are rooting out false prophecy and rooting out idolatry and the gospel message is going forward and people seeing the one who is pierced for who he is, uh, I don't want to be caught up in that. So even though I was a false prophet, uh, I'm actually, I wasn't, I was a farmer and I'm not going to associate with that at all because I'm afraid of what's going to happen to me. And if one asks him, verse 6, what are the wounds on your back? He will say, the wounds I received in the house of my friends. So in other words, there was this kind of pagan ritual that false prophets would use where they would you know, wound their backs, and it was somehow related to a pagan worship and somehow trying to conjure up these visions or these false prophecies. And so there's evidence on their back that they were part of this. They've got wounds on their back, scars on their back. And they're, no, 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 these scars aren't from doing that. I had nothing to do with that. These wounds I received in the house... Of friends, So they're going to want to disassociate because the truth is being promoted and advanced. Verse 7, the shepherd struck, awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man who stands next to me declares the Lord of hosts. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. I will turn my hand against the little ones. This is remarkable. The sword of the Lord is going to be turned against his shepherd against the one who stands next to him does this sound familiar this is exactly what happened to jesus jesus stands next to god he's part of the trinity and he is the shepherd the good shepherd the the remember, zechariah was supposed to be a shepherd of the flock and this is a archetype of jesus jesus is the shepherd but the sword of god of the lord is going to turn against that shepherd because that shepherd, Jesus, is going to be punished for the sin of humanity that is placed upon him by God. And then it says, strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. Now check this out. Go to Matthew chapter 26, verse 30. Here's what it says: this is when Jesus has been betrayed, about to be denied. This is after the Lord's Supper in the upper room on Monday, Thursday. Jesus is going to soon be arrested, crucified on Friday, of course, rise again on Sunday. Here's what he says in chapter 26, verse 30 of Matthew. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, you will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Not only did that happen, but when Jesus said that, he's referring back to this prophecy in Zechariah, and he's basically saying, I am the one who was written about in Zechariah. I am the Messiah. This just had to have been a staggering statement for the people that heard Jesus say it. And we have the luxury, friends, of looking back with 2020 vision because we have the entire scriptures. We have all this history that played out. We understand things that the original hearers of this text in Zechariah would never have understood. And the bottom line is Jesus is the Messiah. He's delivering forgiveness of sins and clean, cleaning up our uncleanness. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood. I hope it's you. Lose all their guilty stains. There's no other way.
0: The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30 minute worship service, which airs on radio stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians we also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities can be found at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit IssuesIFace.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.